G'day, I'm Darren Oki. I'm Simon West. Welcome to the Aussie Wine Chat podcast series where we talk global distribution and sales with an Aussie perspective. And an Aussie accent. Welcome to another episode of Aussie Wine Chat. And welcome to Lawrence Francis, our guest for the week. Lawrence, before you tell us a bit about yourself, why don't you tell us where you are? All right. Good day, everyone. Um, so I'm, yeah, Lawrence. Oh. Right now, I'm sitting in uh, my apartment in Yerevan, Armenia, um, which for anyone who yeah doesn't know where it is on a map, is basically in the Caucasus region. So it's like close to Georgia, close to um, Iran, Azerbaijan, if that helps. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, really fascinating country I'm visiting for the first uh, time. Uh, they've got, they claim one of the oldest um, winemaking traditions anywhere in the world. Like they've, they've found um, a cave and wine production kind of materials going back more than 6,000 years. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's also a very new uh, winemaking industry as well, because it, it kind of um, all but disappeared um, kind of during Soviet times when they were kind of designated as the, the brandy uh, production for USSRs. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, doing a bit of the digital nomad thing, kind of, yeah, running my business from here, um, but also, yeah, having a bit of a change of scenery and, yeah, I'm trying to learn more about that fascinating um, wine uh culture and, and, and industry that, that, that they've got here, which I think is really um, on the up. You know, it's really, I think, a, a really exciting uh, phase. That is very interesting. What's the weather like down there, Lawrence? Is it better than London? <laughs> well, it isn't anywhere better than London. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really cool. I mean, the uh, Yerevan is at about 1,000 metres, um, and most of the wine production is about around, around 1,200 and, and upwards. So we've got this, you know, when the when the clouds break, we've got this, you know, really, really bright sunshine. Um, and yeah, I can see the see the sunshine coming in through the window. So lovely day today. And yeah, it's that kind of start of spring um vibe, which I, I love. I love anywhere in the world when you know winter is behind us and we're and we're looking forward. I love that time. It's interesting, Lawrence. Brandy um is is on the rise again in Australia. So it's a it's a growth product and um, certainly our biggest export product in the spirit sector. Um, and brandy grapes uh, here are being used for making still wines in ways that they haven't been for a very long time. So there's that that production system is one that's become more interesting in Australia in recent years. Okay. Very Fun cool. fact. So Laura, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about interpreting wine, your podcast series that you run? Now you interviewed Darren and myself on it recently, and now with the shoes on the other foot, you're you're on the <laughs> um, but, but just give us a little bit of an oversight into into what the podcast aims to do, and also your marketing arm of your business as well, and what you do in the wine sector. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I, I think uh, yeah, we'll maybe go back, go back to the to the very start, really, um, which is which is back in uh, two thousand seventeen when I when I kind of first first uploaded an episode, and that was when I was living over in Spain, and I, and I think it was it was really the start was 
finding a way to combine my love of of Spain and 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 Spanish language and and wine. You know, it was really as simple as that. Uh, you know, and I and I was just looking for ways to push myself outside of my comfort zone, um, and you know, get out into those kind of rural agricultural areas. Um, but yeah, that even the name itself, you know, the, my kind of you know grand uh, plan and you know sort of approach was to to kind of bring the stories of Spanish winemakers kind of to. English-speaking audience, so it was that, that interpreting wine, you know, bring, bringing those stories back. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I know, you know, we, we we spoke before we started about sort of yeah, slight changes of direction, and I and I changed direction after only eight episodes. You know, I I went from a format where it was me doing all the talking, <laughs> and uh, and basically got got feedback that people they wanted more to hear from the producer. You know, they they wanted to hear their voice and um you know kind of me to you know obviously put that conversation out there um but that you know a lot of people they they've never met a winemaker you know they've, they've maybe never even been to a winery before so they they were really excited by that opportunity to get that kind of info and and, and those stories firsthand um and yeah we kind of you know, we can dip dip back in, and uh, I'm sure we will. But yeah, kind of fast forward, and I've now produced over 450 episodes um, of the podcast. So yeah, pretty 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 uh, pretty full on schedule over the over the last four years, especially the first couple of years. Um, but I featured out of those 450, I featured up um, 170 odd winemakers, um, like more than 20 masters of wine. Uh, around 30 or so sommeliers, around the same number of importers, as well as WSET um, educators. And, and it's now become a you know, this resource that's a, a kind of a go-to for the wine trade, for um, diploma students and kind of WSET three, I would say, the, you know, the more sort of serious students uh, and even, even MW students, which is, which is pretty amazing to me. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's kind of, I guess, changed my life really. It, you know, it's led to, you know, loads of great um, opportunities to, to to kind of talk about my journey and, and and I think, you know, more importantly, you know, what audio can do for for producers and, and what it can do for regions. Um, and yeah, you know, appeared in in uh, like the the wine to wine conference. Of, you know, spoken about those those things there and appeared in uh, publications like the Guardian, the Buyer. Um, drinks business, um, Financial Times, and of course the the highlight of them all, you know, the pinnacle now, Aussie wine chats. <laughs> I like it. You've, you've climbed the mountain. There's no need to climb Mount Ararat. <laughs> you've uh, reached the pinnacle with Aussie wine chat. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. You've almost wrong, Darren. Um, you've almost wrong. <laughs> and I would, and I would say, yeah, and just to. To kind of yeah, to bring again, you know, a little bit around the 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 marketing and make this relevant for 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 the audience. You know, I think I think it again, it you know, it's, it started with pretty low expectations. You know, back in back in seventeen, um, but I think over time and as I got more data, you know, I could see that actually a this is a, a really powerful channel for 
I think producers and regions to really, really kind of get their get their stories out there in, in this kind of really in-depth way, which a lot of the channels that are most popular kind of don't allow you that. You know, I mean, how how much info can you really get across in a in a sort of a you know five minute, ten minute conversation at a at a tasting when there's you know noise going on and you know kind of a lot of hot air around and um, you know that 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 is isn't necessarily a kind of an environment to to make a real a real connection. I, I really think that, that that there's a there is a a value add for for a lot of um, say producers and regions. So, you know, to think about audio and and podcasting is kind of yeah, I guess the most relevant branch of audio for them. Um, you know, you've you've done work with um, trade awareness for Austria, New Zealand, Washington State. Um, Willamette Valley. Um, tell us about some of that type of work that you've done. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, my the the one that I probably talk about the most now um, is probably the Washington Wine Series because I think it's it's the most relevant in these sort of yeah pandemic or post pandemic times. Um, and and the the moment that that actually went out was was early early 2021 so it was feb february 2021 about around a year ago and the the main issue with that washington uh, we're experiencing and anyone that, that you know you know needs to find them on a map they they're right up there in the pacific northwest um, in in america so that so it's just above oregon you know right up there you know in between oregon and and, and canada basically um, and they normally, you know, in normal times, would would kind of fly those winemakers the the sort of yeah twelve or so hours um, over to over to London. That was that was like their their primary um, point of contact with with the trade. And you know, as I think we we all know, you know, L London in and of itself is an important market, but it also kind of has the eyes of the world on it as well, and, and is often that kind of yeah, jump off point, if you like, for, for kind of Western Europe and Scandinavia for a lot of, um, for a lot of producers and regions. Um, but of course, you know, late 2020, when we started talking, there was no travel from the trade over to, to, to Washington from, from Western Europe, and there was no travel from Washington over to, to, to us in London. So um, it was an, the, motivation was how do we kind of bridge that gap you know how do we kind of you know really get those those stories uh, how do we maintain the connection stay front of mind um you know we we were still and are still you know thirsty um bunch and you know even through through covid we'll be continuing to 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 buy online but of course everyone knows that those those stats are not secret so everyone's sort of trying to trying to pile into that same market so it it of course gets that much more competitive. So um, we settled on doing three episodes together. And, and the idea was to do a sort of a, um, if you like, a, a virtual tour around um, three different ABAs of, of Washington State um, and tell the story again through the through the, the voice and the and the experiences of the producers. Um, and I think it was a really novel way that. I was able to be in London with with the wines in front of me, and they were over there in in, in Washington at their wineries with with the same wines, and we were able to to to, to taste at the at the same time. And and you know there was 
again, because of because it's a podcast, you know, we, the each episode was at least an hour long. You know, we really went into depth into into them and their and their story. And it, it's as I say, it's you know, fantastically popular. I think that you know they got a fantastic return on the investment because it's it's led to you know thousands of hours of engagement with those you know i think really you know quite compelling stories again from the the mouths of the the producers and you know who are, again i think are the other kind of most important ones to 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 get their voice out there to the trade or or to to the final consumer that's um that's really interesting and um yeah I, I, it probably came i mean as, as bad as it was the the whole opportunity there came at the right time for you as well and um, you you could bring the wine to the people, I guess. Hmm. This yeah, this this is it. I mean, I think you know that as well. You know, they <clears throat> why why I say as well. They I think it's the best series is because you know they they really um, their their export manager um, you know really was asking me you know what who should we have on you know what should the structure be you know really was I think was you know they were fantastically open um, and realizing that okay they do lots of you know in, in person events and they bring the press over and they do other social media channels but i think you know realizing that okay we've not done podcasts before you know we're kind of kind of you know starting from scratch we of course know our messages but let's ask lawrence you know what does he think who, who does he think would make the best guests and you know that you know genuinely they were an absolute pleasure to work with and they, you know, took took all of those those points on board, and and I think that the success that they've had as a result, you know, has kind of come off the back of that. So, so so the Washington region there, wine region there, and and I've got to say it's one of my favourite regions. I, I love it up there. It's just beautiful, stunning country. Oh, you you've been over there, have you? I have. The... My sister lived there for a while, actually. So uh, we visited there for quite a while at one stage. But um, yeah, really, really stunning stuff. So, how did you? Um, uh, how did you support your podcast along with other channels? Uh, what do you do to support and get the message out there as well? You mean in terms of getting more people social, to social media? Uh, yeah. Any other? Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah, us I, how to grow our audience. <laughs> I think yeah. Well, you 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 found me, or the, or the the algorithm found me. Okay, so I think you're you're doing you're doing something right. Um, I mean, I I off the. Like really early on, actually, because I, you know, I, I, you know, right back in in seventeen, um, I made what I, you know, what looking back on it, it was a kind of a, a an inspired choice, but I kind of, you know, just just it felt intuitive, which was from the podcasts I would send people to my social media channels, so. You know, as as I set up the podcast, and you know, I, I got okay. Interpreting wine on Instagram is available. It's available on um, on Facebook. It's um, it's too long actually for 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 Twitter. So that's why I'm Wine Podcast on Twitter. Um, but there's you know, there's this idea that social media is like real estate, uh, and and effectively, you know, in the same way that you you want to claim your domain and you know get that and you know this is this is kind of where you where you say okay that they, they look like they're serious because they've got the .com. I think you look that much more serious when you've got the domain of of the say Instagram or or, or whatever the the sort of yeah the, the the flavor of the month or the most popular channel is. So, um, uh, sending people backwards and forwards from those. I mean that that was that was very noticeable. It was like okay, 
you don't always necessarily get to know who who's listening, um, which you know is a little bit more of a sort of a technical thing, which we may well go into later. But the real positive of social media is that as somebody follows you, you get the alert immediately, mm. and you can. And what I've been you know doing over that time is engaging with them straight away, like you know, thanks for the follow, you know, great to see you here. You know, let me know if there's anything that that you know any questions you want to ask and you know it, it may only be one in a hundred or, or or so that kind of picks you up on that but you know i think it i think it, it it lets you engage with people maybe in a way that you can't directly do with the with the with the podcast because the podcast is more of a, a passive thing um in terms of people just listening to you they you know they can't sort of you know talk talk back as, as you're as you're uh, as you're broadcasting to them so yeah social media is is i think yeah great way to get that two-way conversation going who, who was the uh who was the most listened to uh out of, out of the years of podcasts you've done now what what sort of really sparked a lot of interest within the industry um yeah it's it's Besides, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah you, you again you, you're, you're sort of <laughs> You, you, you're like icing, icing on the cake uh, territory, being you know in the last sort of couple <laughs> that I've put up there. Um, I, thinking back to, I think 2000, so 2017 was was when I was sort of I was the main voice on the on the on the podcast, and then and then it was really then 18, moving back to London, and then if you like, it went from oh wow, I've got a Sort of, you know, travel out into these into these Spanish wineries and rent a car and you know translate from Spanish to English. To then suddenly, I can just go straight to a restaurant or a tasting, and you know we can just sort of have the conversation there. And I, and I would say, probably the the real the real biggest one was was actually um, uh, episode forty, which which I did with uh, Michael Sager, who who um, you know his 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 wine bars and restaurant. Um, you know, were, were massively influential. Um, you know, with with uh, with bringing, if you like, you know, different different type of uh, wine to you know out to the out to the consumer. Um, Sager and Sager, say Sager and Wild, you know, is sort of a you know a bit of a bit of a landmark, and and you know, and they're all, all of his businesses are kind of still going strong. And I think it was it was that one that really kind of yeah led to led to many more of those follows you know as i was sending people sort of back to back to social media but i think it, it it illustrated i mean he his i remember his his appearance was the first one where i i never edited anything and it also went to around 50 minutes long and i realized i was scared to post it i was like no one's going to listen for that long but they did and it, and it really that was really an education for me it was like you know, get the right guests, yeah. get them talking, get them comfortable, and yeah. people will respond to that. Fantastic. That's great. I've, I've just yeah. written it down, so I'm going to definitely have a listen to that one. Yeah, it's still it's still there. It's still it's still online. And, and again, that, that's probably the, the one where people commented most and, um, yeah, just, just really engaged. And, and that, I think, you know, certainly changed the trajectory in, in London and in that, those sort of sommelier and, 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 and trade circles in London. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at a document called the 100-day brand wine brand evolution playbook. 
So do you want to do you want to tell us a bit about what you do with wine brands and and what this six what your six step process is for a brand? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I mean, I, I think the yeah, the, there's 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 lots to lots to sort of un, un, unpick there. But I think yeah, the 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 hundred day um, wine brand evolution is really around you know crystallizing i think marketing best practice as you know as as i as i've seen it and i and i've and i've learned um you know during that all of that time and all of those all of those interviews and and um all all of all of those those sort of experiences so you know effectively i say that the start point and the and and where where it kind of kicks off again is you know as i've sort of mentioned before is it this is a new medium you know that but don't don't sort of ignore everything that's 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 been that's been done in the in the in the past. So um, to if anybody's listening that wants to sort of in a sense sort of you know have a look at this and sort of follow along, it, it's at interpretingwine.com uh, slash brochure. Um, but it was yeah, so that, that kind of crystallization crystallization of you know what is the absolute best practice for for a brand that wants to use interpreting wine and, and use audio to, to to reach the train so um it's a yeah a, a, a six-step process um and the really really the the three key things that that it's delivering to to a brand um is is clarity um confidence and and consistency so i, I it talks about those 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 three c's um and i think also you know draws out you know what are some of the how do you know that you've got any of those challenges? It's like, okay, are are you perhaps as a as a, a region or as a brand, you know, are you maybe outsourcing your your voice and and, and your communication to to agencies and and uh, and and you know to to members of the wine trade even, and it's still not necessarily getting through. Um, confidence is you know often. It's people maybe not getting themselves out there in front of the camera um, and actually, you know, telling kind of telling their their own stories and, and, and kind of getting 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 their own messages out there. And again, that kind of um, letting somebody else kind of tell the tell the story for them. Um, and then consistency is really all, you know all around. You know, are you going to be out there and are you going to be sort of front of mind when people are either you know making buying decisions or or even you know asking for recommendations it's like okay you know fortunately or unfortunately um you've got to i think stay front of mind otherwise you know people will people will forget about you so it's it's really okay those are those are the three big problems you know clarity confidence and consistency and it was like okay how how what is the best way to 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 solve these and um, what it what it what it actually is and, and what it does is, is really putting people on a on a uh, on a structured program towards solving all of those. So um, it, it, you can then break it down into essentially the, the the five S's. So it's it's surveying. So so it's you know really kind of getting to to the point of why why are people buying from you in the first place? You know, kind of really understanding. The audience and, and and the market that you're trying to reach, um, story, which I think is I think is a is a is a huge one. 
it, it's it's really helping producers and regions to to unpick you know their own story in a way that doesn't just sound like everybody else you know that that whole thing around you know we're, we're traditional we're we're family owned <laughs> um it's up to the like buzz, buzzword bingo <laughs> well, we, um, we, we ban all those words no one's allowed to use them. <laughs> those words are banned <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure, and 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 I think you know. I, I have, a, you know, don't get me wrong. I've got I've got a lot of empathy for that because I think you know I love I love all those things, and I think those things yeah. they're still important. Yeah. But it, it's almost like if everybody is saying it, then you know it, it loses its impact, and and um, it just you know you may as well just not say it. Um, do, you know what, do you know what I think they do? They they overshadow the deep seated USP that they're not even thinking of. Um, or not even thinking about, and and it's yeah. just they just say those words, they just roll off the tongue, and they forget about what they're actually really about. And um, I was just, I was actually just going to make a comment too. You, you're obviously drawing on your ten years of um, psychology background <laughs> as well. Yeah, because I can, I can see the structure you're putting in place here as you're building this, and um, it's very yeah. yeah. This is it. This is it. And it, and it's you know, it's it, it is, it is about building blocks. So yeah, you know, find out who you're trying to reach. Step one. Get your story in a in an interesting, engaging way. Get that clear. Step two, um, the, the 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 step that then kind of com comes over that is is actually broadcasting. So so it's it's like you know who you're talking to, you know what your story is. But then I'm I'm the sort of yeah, the if you like the sort of the the, the secret ingredient then because because I'm then amplifying that out into the world. Um, but I think interestingly for this model. Is is then what comes after? I think is is equally as important. It's like okay, now third S. Let's let's structure what you're going to do. You know, let's not assume that that's it. It's over. You've done it. It's out there. It's like okay, how to amplify? It? You know, I've spoken a little bit there about the about the social media and 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 how I um, approach growing it, but. Um, you know, there's also things around, you know, internal communication. What what's that going to look like? Um, you know, and, and having a, a content calendar that means that you you kind of keep pushing it out there because you know a lot of people maybe missed it the first time. You know, it's it's, it's not just about putting it once and, and thinking it's going to kind of get there. Um, but you know, not to get overwhelmed. The next stage is actually around saying, okay. Which of those things that you've tried, which ones are actually working? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure as you you've come across, um, that's important because you know it's it's not just around being busy for the for the sake of it and trying to push these things out there. It's it's all around. Okay, we know who we're trying to reach. Are we actually still reaching them? So actually doing some some you know a data analysis um, around that, and then you know final stage actually then okay scaling, doing more of that. Um, you know, bringing in um, you know other, other things like you know working with influencers to 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 scale that impact and and, and even you know making um, you know PR pitches and 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 also you know continuing to draw on my experience and, and check back in because I think um, you know just sort of setting people off and and, and leaving them to it, it it kind of won't won't get done you know when when yeah. when harvest comes or uh, you know when, when something else comes along so hmm. Darren. no i'm just well I've, I've got like all sorts of questions simon but I, yeah. I want to dive off that because you know you've got 
a fantastic marketing program. And I'd, I'd recommend anybody that didn't want to work with either of us to go and work with Lawrence to, um, to get into your export markets. In fact, perhaps work with Simon or Lawrence and forget about me altogether. But, um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I want to get, um, I want to talk to you a bit about Australian wine because I'm curious, I, I'm watching... I'm watching the UK market a lot at the moment um, and watching, you know, we spoke about Georgia a moment ago, um, yeah. you know, watch the, the attention and, and interest and, and passion that that's got. I've, I've actually discovered, I've actually found somebody who I would let tell me that they handmade their wine because they picked the grapes themselves, crushed them with their own feet, ferment them themselves in their, um, in their clay fermenter, and bottle them by hand and, and drip the wax on themselves. So if you're doing that, I'm good with you calling yourself handmade wine, but any anything but that, um, you, you can't do it. But we, I think we're seeing a lot of stories like that, you know, the stories of, of Portugal, the stories of Georgia, the stories of South Africa. I think we're seeing those have a terrific impact um, in the UK trade. But I, I feel like we're perhaps... Um, not seeing that same sort of interest in Australian wine. And I'd really like to just sort of reflect on, on what's going on in the, in the UK and European markets around, around the Aussie product. Yeah, it's a big, big topic. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, mainly because there's, there's so much, um, there's so much production that, 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 that gets over here, isn't there? You know, so, so I think, I think you've, you've, as, you know, it's sort of baked into that. Um, as I just um, look up a, um, a a chart that looks at it. Okay, so that so you know, Australia is is according to double A W E the fourth fourth largest exporter of of wines in the world in, in 2020. So that was like two two billion or so US dollars. So you know, my my take on that is you know you don't get to that number, just by doing the the kind of hand the hand uh, you know handmade or the you know the sort of artisanal mm-hmm. stuff. So so there, there you know there's there's, there's obviously a you know a volume product that's that, that's out there and and um, you know that that we we kind of happily see in our in our supermarkets and and on our on on our shelves. Um, I think I, I, what I'll do actually I think I think the maybe the you know what what I what I do. You know, even as a as a as a podcast host, when I when I go to those sommeliers and when I when I go to to those restaurants, um, a I you know will will ask them to 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 choose a wine to 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 taste because I think it's you know it's it's a way to get those those stories out there. Um, but think thinking back now to you know to to maybe some of the more quality Australian wines that I've that I've had on, um, you know, I think the one of the one of the one of the Trends that's that, that's come through, and you know, and I think it was it has at times been a little bit contentious, has been the you know the use of and the you know kind of growth really of, of using Italian varieties in, in in Australia. I think that um, that's something that interests sommeliers in 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 London that that I that I speak to, um, and and I think that you know it it may be. It's it's that idea of that bridge, you know, where where you know, if you even even the other day actually, I I, I brought over 
um, a wine from from England to to Armenia, and I thought, okay, what 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 can I get that's going to sort of take you know be be a bit of a, an attention grabber? And it was actually a Malbec from South Australia, and uh, you know, as soon as as soon as the the psalm in the in the shop told me that 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 was you know what he was recommending i'm like i'm there you know it's like okay this is going to be a grape that they've heard of but no one's ever going to have had a malbec from south australia in in armenia you know so you know and 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 funnily enough even ended up serving it blind to a to an argentinian who's working over here and uh-huh. and he he didn't pick it oh. <laughs> and he was he was like he's like i'm going to shoot myself because i you know you served me a malbec and i didn't i didn't recognize it and you know you have a really different type of conversation it was a really really kind of fun uh fun conversation around the grape variety around the region um, but as I say, in 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 London, it, it has tended to be more those those Italian varietals that, that that's kind of I would say had the most um, yeah most impact. So it's a point of yeah. discussion point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't feel that Australian wines aren't doing well in the UK because they are. But yeah. I I feel like um, I'm curious about how we get a conversation going about Australian wine. You know, what what sort of conversations are people going to be interested in? I think I think so. That's that's if you like. That's that's one example. I mean, and again, you know, I'm not I'm not sort of um, you know saying to everybody, you know, rip out the rip out the Chardonnay and the, <laughs> get the get the Pinot Grigio in there. <laughs> um, but that that's that's if you like that that's one seam, and and you know maybe that's a, a little bit of a, a specialized thing. I'm you know I'm not I'm not I'm not sure that I, I would have seen any of those sort of varietals again in the in the in the sort of um, supermarket sector. Um, I think also, yeah, the, what's also interesting is, is the packaging as well. Um, so I, I, I tasted with, um, uh, you know, a, a, an MW student who's originally from uh, Barossa, um, uh, Melissa, her, her surname escapes me. Uh, but, you know, she, she brought, um, and she, you know, you know, very, very, very kindly, we tasted a couple of uh, Chafee Brothers um, wines together, uh, which, which again, you know, the again the, the the style that they're making, the the style of the of the of the label, um, you know, I think just the ethos of the of the brand, I thought that I thought it was a, it was a it was an inspired choice. Uh, Melissa Worrell is a, is a surname. It's come back to me. Um, I thought it was an inspired choice because, again, it, it, it kind of yeah, it's almost like a, a bit of a, a disruption to your to your pattern of what you expect. Uh, even the you know the grape varieties. The, I think the, the we tasted a Grenache together, um, and you know what what does the bottle look like? What's the shape? What's the label like? What's the flavor profile? I think you know those those sorts of wines, you know, really interesting. I think there as well is the price point, you know, that I was really surprised that they, they got it at such a, an accessible price point. So I think you've got then all, everything kind of lining up in your favour as, as an Australian um, producer. Uh, and that really stuck with me, yeah, as a, as a, as a really interesting approach. And, you know, I, one that I'd, I'd definitely love to see more of, I think. That's great. Yeah, well, I think um, we're coming to the end there, Darren. Is that is that according to your time there? Um, yeah, I think we've been at it for about thirty-five minutes or so, Simon. Yeah, it's gone so <laughs> quick. 
Um, I've been I've been talking talking a lot, so it's uh, yeah, you've had a, you've had an easy an easy ride. <laughs> and Simon and I are both actually pretty quiet guys. We we sit in a room together and we just go um, you know, because you know. <laughs> no, I actually actually Lawrence, I did notice on your podcast though you you definitely do a lot less speaking these days and let let the guests talk and it's really good um, when you do it and and for everyone listening Lawrence's podcasts are a lot more professional than ours <laughs> <laughs> let's let yeah let's 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 kind of see about that yeah it, it, it kind of depends <laughs> I think it depends you know it's like if I, I feel like again maybe, yeah maybe it's a little bit the psychology I feel like I, I give I give what the conversation needs you know it's like if I need to kind of get in there and uh yeah you know say more and you know juice things up a little bit then then you know I, I i certainly will but yeah it kind of yeah goes goes with the go with the flow a little bit yeah darren i've also noticed he's had a few more listens than us three hundred thousand listens I, I see here on on one of these websites so um not bad pretty good that's the, that, so i mean that's just a couple of nothings more than what we've had really <laughs> <laughs> a couple of nothings <laughs> two maybe three four zeros more no no go lawrence no i'm saying you know don't don't give up and you know that, that was actually another thing that I, I i thought i i thought again might be interesting for for for, for the listeners you know is, is actually um i think you know podcasting if you if you look at it and and if you if you kind of can you know consider going down that route uh, i don't think it's necessarily going to have the kind of you know like virality of of a lot of other you know social media channels you know it, it's it's pretty difficult to to kind of go viral as i say i probably probably you know i would say for me it was it was that you know michael sega moment was was sort of yeah really you hit the person that gets the word of mouth going, but I think you know podcasting is really way more around engagement and kind of going you know deeper. I would say rather than you know broad and getting yeah. getting a million people to listen for uh, or watch something for like ten seconds. It's it's more going to be two hundred people or five hundred people uh, listening for like a lot longer. Like my, my average listen now is, is over 22 minutes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's an interesting stat to kind of get to. It's like, okay, when someone hits playing, they stay for, for, for that long. And it's okay. Where else are you, are you getting that, that sort of length of engagement? And I, I don't yeah, see right. it on any other, any other channel. No, you it's know, like you think of a winery doing a, a short promotional video and you say, you know, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes tops. And, you're talking a podcast, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot different, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, since we've got podcast listeners listening to us mm. and since we're all podcasters, I, I reckon um, it would be interesting to know what podcasts you would recommend. I mean, obviously I'm going to recommend um, Aussie Wine Chat and Interpreting Wine Podcast, but uh, what podcasts do you think uh, are worth having a listen to for uh for an Australian producer or Australian marketer. Yeah, interesting. I mean, to to, to yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go in. I'll go in a, a bit of a, a bit of a yeah left field way actually here because um, you know I, I have and I kind of still do kind you know except except for your guys you know I, I do kind of avoid a lot of wine podcasts. So I'll be <laughs> honest, <laughs> um, mainly mainly because I you know I want to I want to kind of keep 
learning myself and I want to, you know, kind of keep, you know, keep things, keep things fresh um, on, on, on my side. And, and, and one of the, one of the podcasts that again, you know, kind of got me through those, uh, you know, lockdown walks in the, in the, you know, in the sort of dark days of 2020 um, was, was one by a, a company called the future and it's just T H E F U T U R. So it's just, you know, the future without the, without the E all one word. And uh, it's actually, it's, it's, run so the future is a company that does training for creatives and they they sell digital products and you know they they are you know fantastic at getting uh, videos out there you know whiteboard sessions they've got a great um a great instagram account you know they, they're doing kind of all of the all of the things um but they have they have like real i think understanding of you know you need to bring in lots of different interesting people um, and you need lots of different skills if you're a, if you're a kind of a freelancer. So you know they bring on like copywriters, um, people who 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 talk for a living, people who some people who are designers and people who you know who kind of have agencies. But it's always such a um, intimate kind of conversation. It's you know and and you know there's been times where the where the you know the the, the host Chris Doe you know, he will literally just, he'll be in hysterics for, for like five minutes because he's cracking himself up about something and, and he leaves it in there, you know, and, and I, I think this is a, this is like something that I learned. It's, you know, we, we can really connect with, with the person who's, who's hosting a podcast and in, again, in a way that I, I don't think we can in, in so many other um, media. So, you know, I think, yeah, just, just, you know, kind of being, being yourself and, and, and being natural, um, kind of works and I think you know the, the future does that they, they get their information across but you feel like you're just talking to a, an old friend or you listen to an old friend I'll definitely add that to the list I've got that written down it's here. already on mine so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's number one and 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 maybe even you know slightly slightly sort of out of left field you know around around finding your voice you know he Chris Doe, he had he had a, a copywriter on. Um, who, her name is Tarzan K. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Tarzan. Um, and uh, you know, she she again, she was telling this you know amazing story about her life and you know where 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 she'd come from to to kind of yeah get get the different experiences to find her voice to to become a, you know, amazing copywriter and to help other people find, find their voice. And, and I think, you know, she, she, she doesn't have a, uh, a podcast of, of, of her own that, that I'm aware of, but this is, you know, maybe even a little, little tactical tip as well at the same time. It's like, okay, maybe, you know, starting a podcast isn't, isn't going to be sustainable for a lot of wineries and regions, but getting onto, onto other people's, and recognizing maybe that you know that it's a it's it is a kind of a specialized um, specialized channel that might be the way to, to to kind of go about it and you know use that to sort of catch new people and, and bring them back to you know to to, to your other channels and, and of course you know hopefully ultimately to to trying your your wines or, or visiting the cellar door. I've already got some ideas now from some of our regions and what they should be doing. We've got certainly got some characters out there in Australia. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Quite entertaining. All right. Well, we might um, we might call it there, Darren. And, okay. Um, yeah. We'd just like to thank thank you, Lawrence, for for coming on today, and it's been great talking again. And no worries. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Wish you all the best for for the rest of the episodes that you're going to be doing <laughs> for the next <laughs> thousand. 
next thousand, <laughs> next million listens. Yeah. Right. And uh, look, I'd encourage uh, anybody who's listening to get onto Lawrence's podcast um, and have a look at his LinkedIn page to see some of his stuff about marketing wine. I think it's it's fabulous. And as somebody who loves voice, um, it's great to talk to somebody that's done so much with voice. So thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Um, you, you, you maybe can't see listening, but I'm, I'm definitely blushing over here in, in Yerevan. <laughs> Yeah, he is actually. It's, um, it's embarrassing. So. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us again for Aussie Wine Chat. I'm Darren Oemke. You can find me on hydroconsulting.com.au and on Twitter at Darren Oemke. And I'm Simon West. You can find me at fullglass.com.au.